This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim with you today, and out of the studio is Pastor Michael. But joining me in the studio is Pastor Craig Jarvis. How you doing? And Alex Culpepper. Hello there. And so, listeners, we have three favors to ask of you right at the beginning. We share these with you each time. First, we want you to submit a question. You can do that by going to the church website, vcob.org, and just click on that box that says Q&A Podcast, or by going to our church app. And both of those are very easily done. And then the second thing is be sure that you're sharing this podcast or any of our podcasts with your friends, family members, or as we like to say, foes. And number three, we would love for you to do a rate and review at the iTunes store. Okay, guys, before we get to the question, let's just talk about Michael, because we know he is out on an adventure somewhere. And yes, he uh, is. guys, there, there is this Pokemon Go craze. Uh, Village Church of Bartlett is actually one of the sites that people can come to for a Pokemon. I don't know a whole lot about what's going yeah, on. It's, it's a Pokestop. A Pokestop. Yeah, so Village Church of Bartlett is actually a Pokestop. A Pokestop. It's game. called a it's stop. A not a location. Stop. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So Village Church of Bartlett is actually a Pokemon stop. Is that what that's called? Pokey stop. Pokey stop. All right. Stop. I, I, I don't know anything about this okay. at all. Sorry. So, and I know Michael is just, he is on a craze with this Pokemon stuff. So uh, where is he at and what is he doing uh, today? Well, uh, I, I I heard that Michael was really interested in in Pokemon Go, which just blew my mind. Like I totally wouldn't expect it. And so uh, I saw him playing the other day, and man, he's just so bad. <laughs> he, he he cannot catch a Pokemon to save his life. You know, there was a a little uh, a, a Weedle, I think it was, which is like one of the easiest ones that you can catch in the whole game. And he was missing it and like couldn't get the ball to land on the thing. And he he was just utterly failing at this. Well, he's he's the, of the generation that should know how to do this. Now, you would think. You know, for yeah. me, you know, I hope people give me the excuse that, hey, this is way beyond, you know, where, where I would be with a, a Pokemon Whatever this is. Yeah. Well, and uh, so apparently he wants to get these Pokemon skills up. I don't I don't think he's going to be very successful. Well, I'm, I'm new to Village, so I thought this was all under wraps. I didn't understand that we were allowed <laughs> to let this out of the bag. But I saw him the other day on, on his phone, and I, I thought he was doing work. Oh, yeah. Because he's always he on his is. phone. But I, I was able to look over his shoulder, and apparently... He's into this thing, so we had a powwow, okay. and he shared with me that he's he's kind of addicted to it. Oh, maybe uh, maybe Michael doesn't want us to share that he's actually out of the country doing Pokemon stuff. Yeah, now uh, I I know that he is very in, engulfed into this thing, and the last thing that I saw was he was at uh, Tiger Stadium in Detroit, and oh. you know I thought he was there for a baseball game, but you know the game was going on, and and I saw his wife Brienne. She posted a picture with Michael holding up his phone, and you could just see one side of the the, oh, the, the lens, you know, the the screen, and it was not what you would think. It, there was some kind of Pokemon something on that screen. Well, he needs to be with his family. So that's unfortunate that Pokemon has now engulfed his whole oh. time away. So um, I think we um, I think we can talk about that a little later, but there's um, there's this one Gengar that he wants to catch and he's been after that for a while. So maybe that's the one in Tiger Stadium. I'm not okay. sure. It's possible. All right, guys, let's get into the question for today. It's based off of Proverbs 16.4 and the listener asked the question, 
Christ is making all things for himself, even wicked people for the day of evil. So the, the, the question is, does that mean that Christ purposely makes people evil just so that he can be glorified? Let's talk that through. Pastor Craig, I'm going to throw it to you first. Okay, so it, it usually comes down to your view of God, just like about everything else mm-hmm. that, you, that you deal with in life. You come down to, is God more powerful or is man more powerful, man or women, human be- humankind? Which one's, right. which, which one's got the upper hand on this? Obviously, the, the easy and best and most healthy way to go is to put God in that position. He deserves first and foremost sure. at all times. So if we look at the world and, and we say that human beings are influenced by sin, sin has impacted the world and taken, taken the fall so that uh, every person ever born has been impacted by the fall. Humanity continues in a decline. Right. Without the grace of God to hold them up, that decline only goes forward. So we see not only humankind suffering under this effect of sin, but we also see creation suffering under the right. effect of sin. So everything that's created, second law of thermodynamics, everything that's created automatically begins to disintegrate. This deals with everything ever created including the soul of man. We have an inclination to sin as soon as we come out of the womb. That is our natural tendency. We need help to be good, not to be bad. That's right. So when God when God uh, interacts with the world, we need to see his grace as a saving factor, not, not as though we deserve something better or we deserve good. We wake up in the morning thinking everything should be fine, when in reality, a proper view of the world is, we wake up in the morning and wonder why the grace of God ever keeps us from being all That's that right. we can be. Yeah. So when when we when we live our lives and and we see wickedness in the world, our first response because of our fallen nature is why would God do that? We lay the blame at the feet of God. Yeah, we blame God for the evil that's going on in the world, we do. which is 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 the wrong assumption. Exactly. So it, we need to transfer our, our uh, transform our thinking so that we understand that it's God's grace that keeps us from being as evil as we can be. God, right. It's God's grace that keeps the world from devouring itself. All creation groans under the weight of our sin, yet it's God's grace that that prohibits that sin and from taking full effect on the world and on us and on our families. Mm-hmm. So if we look at it that way, if we change our view right from the get-go, then we begin to understand the question might be flawed. It's not that God creates evil people for his own glory. So God allows sin to fester and sometimes more than others. Right. And I don't know why he does that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is in his purview. That's in his economy. I don't know why he allows that. But um, for some reason, he withdraws his hand at times and allows sin to become all that it can be on its own. That's why when you get to Job, for instance, uh, you have a real-time illustration of this. Job is being attacked by Satan, and it's God that is preventing that from going full force. He says, you can go this far, but no further, and but Satan comes back. he limits Satan exactly. and evil. Satan wants nothing more than to destroy everything that God has created, and it is God's hand that prevents that from happening. And once you get to Romans 9, you, you see the this similar uh, conversation about Pharaoh as well. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we can talk about that as, a, as time goes on, but I'll let you guys talk a little bit more. But the view of Everything should be good and great. That's that's the flaw in the question. So, Alex, I'm going to throw this to you. And let me read Proverbs 16.4, because the listener may uh, be approaching this question for the right un- from the right understanding of who God is and how he restrains evil. But maybe they're having a problem with balancing that with, okay, well, but the scripture sounds like it's contradicting that understanding. So here's what Proverbs 16.4 says. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, 
even the wicked for the day of judgment. So Alex, you've you've just taken Hebrew. <laughs> and so I know this is fresh in your mind. For me, it's it's been several uh, decades that I've had Hebrew, so I'm not quite <laughs> I'm not quite as fresh as you are. So why don't you just talk about what is the Hebrew wording there actually in the text? Okay, well, the Hebrew word ma'ana uh, means to answer to or to give a reply to. So uh, if we could think about this just in the context of Proverbs 16.4, if we could actually put it in other words, uh, the proverb might be understood as the Lord has made all things to give an account to him, even the wicked who think they are off his hook. Yeah. Have to give an account unto him on the day of judgment, and that totally balances out and and and, and explains what we believe about God. That Absolutely. wicked people, regardless of how it looks to us in in from our seat, it looks like wickedness is just getting a, a free reign. They're just God is letting them run, but we know that's not true. We know that one day everyone will have to give an account to God, Absolutely. even the wicked. So that Hebrew understanding of the word makes a little more sense. Absolutely, yeah. And if we just if we look at uh, at the the verse in context, we can kind of see this already. Uh, so Proverbs sixteen two through five says this: All the ways of a man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose even the wicked for the day of trouble. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured he will not go unpunished. And this is, again, we're, we're pointing to the fact, like we've already said, uh, we're all made, in, in our nature, we're made to stand before God. One day we w- will right. all give an account to God yeah, for Every everything. single person will do that. Yeah. So, Craig, you, you threw out an illustration there. Let's talk about the Pharaoh because in Exodus, we know that uh, Moses, God sent Moses to Pharaoh and, and said, hey, Pharaoh, you know, God says, let my people go. And there was something called the 10 plagues. And, you know, all of that that transpired, it looks like Pharaoh is kind of getting the upper hand until the end. Yeah, it's interesting. We're, we're studying through this in our, our study group right now uh, for, our, for the church plant. We're working through the plagues and how sometimes God hardens Pharaoh's heart yep. and other times Pharaoh hardens his own heart. It's almost this human divine cooperative that's working in sync right? Uh, so that Pharaoh's doing exactly what he wants to do, but God is also having his purpose done. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a verse in there that I was actually just reading last night, and then um, I, I went to Romans 9. It's the same phrase used in Romans 9, uh, 17. It says, for this very purpose I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you. This is God speaking to Pharaoh, so that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Mm, so he will has, have mercy on whom he wills, and he hardens whom he wills. These are hard verses to take, but exactly right. this is why we need to start at the right place. If we start at the place where we think that we deserve things or that we're good and God mm-hmm. is bad for doing bad things, you know, mm-hmm. we turn the tables upside down and we'll never have a good answer to this very good question. Yeah. But if we understand that God is holy and we are not, the amazing thing is that when God reaches down to support us with his grace or stops sin from being all that it can be or provide mercy in ways that we don't deserve, we're able to glorify him and see him in the way that he deserves to be seen where he's way up here 
and we are sinners desperately in need of his grace. So when his grace is seen, it is meant for us to see how much greater he is. That's right. How much greater God is. And how much we need him. Mm-hmm. Every time we see God, we, we don't run to him like our best friend, our BFF. <laughs> we run to him in absolute understanding that he is holy. If we see him as he really is, and we are not. This is what mm-hmm. uh, Isaiah had in Isaiah um, in Isaiah six when he saw the Lord high and high lifted, lifted up, up, and he yep. said, "Woe is me!" That is the proper understanding because when we see God in all of His holiness, we see in our us ourselves in all of our desperateness. So Pharaoh and those that God allows to walk this road of evil a little bit more, and we've had evil people in the mm-hmm. world. I mean, right. we can pick out some even today, right? people that are doing evil things. And when we see that, we are supposed to see the light of the gospel and the and the light of God's holiness even brighter. It's right. to pierce the darkness. And in the darker times, God's holiness is greater. So we see God really as who he is when that evil is, yeah, unfortunately, barfed all over the world. Right. And so often what we try to do is we try to cast our understanding of humanity onto God. Mm -hmm. And we try to look at at God and we read these verses and we say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense because man can't do this. You know, often what happens is we look at the evil that's going on in the world and, and we wonder, is God you know, God, are you taken off guard? God, are mm-hmm. you surprised? God, you know, how could you allow? And sometimes in our uh, frustration, we cry out like David did. God, how can you allow yeah. evil to triumph yep. mm-hmm. and the good to suffer? God, yep. how can you do this? And in our frustration, we cast out, uh, we cast our thoughts upon God, right. like hmm. God is surprised. And in those Psalms, it's interesting that they all end with David saying, but you are God yes. and I am man. David comes back to the understanding, whoa, 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 wait a minute, that is my thinking. Yeah. God is far higher and greater than me. And none of these things that are evil in the world come to a surprise to God. God doesn't, you know, throw his hands up when he sees evil in the world and says, oh my, I didn't expect that. And he says, you know what? I'm going to use this evil circumstance or this evil person for my glory. Mm -hmm. Now they will have to give an account. Oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, uh, Proverbs 16.4 is just a testament to the power of God that even when a man is doing the most wicked things of their own intentions, of their own will, God will still work, God is still sovereign, and God will still use that in his own purposes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Romans 9 goes on to say, right, where the, the road that we're traveling, God in his infinite wisdom understands the questions that come to our mind as we answer the questions on this journey. As we, as we put the pieces together to understand God better, he, he, he assumes the questions that we're going to have afterwards. And of course, Romans 9 uh, falls right into that category. It says, um, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? Because who can resist his will? Mm. And then verse 20 says, but who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Mm. Will the thing molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has not the potter the right over his own clay to make out of the same lump a vessel for honorable use and one for dishonorable use? And then this, of course, what if God desiring to show his wrath and make his power known has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory to the vessels of mercy who he has prepared beforehand for his glory? Mm -hmm. 
Those are hard verses to mm-hmm. swallow, they especially are. If, if you don't understand God's holiness and our fallenness. Yep. But if you start at the right place, you begin to understand how great, merciful, gracious God is to rescue us from being all that we can be and then to bring us into his, to use us here as lights for him and to promise us a place in eternity with him. Goodness, that is far more than any of us That's deserve. right. Yeah, and verses like that then transition from being hard verses to verses that speak to the soul of one who understands, I was condemned before God, mm. but he was so gracious to me. Listeners, we hope this answer has been helpful and shareable. Please join us next time when we answer the question, is bodybuilding a sin? We, we are, are here, here to pump you up, girly man. Girly man.